Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, December the 22nd, 2023, three more days till Christmas. It is the um, Friday of the third week of Advent. It is the second to last day of the O Antiphons. And our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Luke. Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. So today we have that famous prayer known as the Magnificat. I don't know if anybody saw this year's Chosen Christmas movie. Uh, Each year, this TV series, The Chosen, puts out a Christmas special. They try to put things in the movies and get people to see them there, but then they also put them online and on television. There's a lot of different places you can watch these things. So this is the third installment. And in this, Mary mentions her Magnificat. She mentions it many years later and puts it in writing for St. Luke to put in his gospel. But there's also in the scene where she's giving birth to Jesus, she mentions it to Joseph and she um, is praying it while she's getting ready to give birth. And this is, I mean, there's so much to this prayer. It's reminiscent of the Psalms. It's reminiscent of certain Old Testament canticles. Um, It is. I mean, Mary's whole story, you know, this is the ultimate story right here, but there are so many other stories in the Bible that build up to this story, that lead us to this story. I mean, even apocryphal stories, which we still believe to be true, such as Mary's birth, Joachim and Anne couldn't have a child. And then the Lord blessed them with the Immaculate Conception. Uh, There was Elizabeth, and this is happening at the same time as Mary, too old to have a child, apparently, but nothing is impossible for God. There's the story of Samson. There's um, just numerous other stories. You know, Sarah and Abraham for so many years. She was, what, 150 when she finally had a kid. (laughs) I don't know. We could talk about that some other day, all those numbers. Um, But Mary, as a virgin, now is with child. As we were talking about yesterday, Mary's job is to bring Jesus to people. She has given Jesus. She now brings him to the first person she can think of that needs help. And that's Elizabeth, her kinswoman, her cousin. And she helps Elizabeth in her pregnancy and she brings her great joy and she brings her grace and blessing. John the Baptist is sanctified in the womb. And so Mary is, and this is our job. You know, we follow in in Mary's footsteps, bringing Jesus to everybody we can It's not about, hey, you know, I developed this new set of rules that's going to make you all miserable. No, that's not what Christianity is. It's I have discovered the source of life. 
I have discovered salvation. I have discovered love and joy and peace, and I am overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And so now I want to bring this revelation, this reality to as many people as I can out of love. If I love you, I'm going to bring you Jesus. And that part of that is turning away from sin, as John the Baptist is going to remind us. But it's also about forgiveness of sin. It's about living in true freedom and not slaves to our passions. And the list goes on and on. So Mary, in the spirit of King David, that just as yesterday going into the hill country was also in the spirit of King David, now she rejoices from the depths of her heart. And I always like to say, I mean, there's so much to the Magnificat. It's, it's one of the most famous prayers ever written. We say it every day in the evening prayer of the church. But I believe it reveals an intimacy that she shares already with her baby boy in the womb. She is revealing that she knows him. She's also revealing herself. I mean, if we look at some of these words, we don't have enough time to go through it all, but she calls herself his lowly servant, and he has looked upon her. There's another scene in The Chosen where Nathaniel is, is praying under the fig tree, Lord, do you see me? Lord, do you see me? And then it's only a short time later when Jesus is introduced to Nathaniel. Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree. And what is Nathaniel's response? You are the Messiah. You are the King of Israel. So he looks upon his lowly servants, and in particular Mary. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. Elizabeth has already called her blessed. Later in the Bible, we're going to hear, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that nursed you. And then every Hail Mary said until the end of time is going to repeat the words of Elizabeth. Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. She's defining the grace that she's received And the grace that's available to all of us, the grace that's available to Israel, the real grace, not what everybody thinks it's going to be, a conquering of kingdoms, a political Messiah. And she's revealing the personality of Jesus. On a human level, this is who she's going to form him to be. She gets it. She's overflowing with the Holy Spirit. But also, it's naturally who he becomes because, well, he's filled with the Holy Spirit and he is the Son of God. And what happens throughout the rest of this prayer, it's all about, I mean, think about all the stuff you're stressed about right now, all the things you're worried about, all the things you're unsure about. And Mary is saying here, this is what he came to do to liberate you from your poverty, from your sickness, from your stress, from your doubts. He came to liberate Israel in the real way, not in the fake way that they think. And he's come to do that with all of us, and he does it with Mary first. So if you're humble and you rely on God, you're going to be so blessed. You're going to receive such great things. If you're prideful and you lord yourself over other people, you will be taken down. Mary makes threats in this prayer. (laughs) I love it because she's just stating reality. She doesn't have a mean spirit. She's stating reality. That Jesus has come to build the kingdom of heaven. And in the kingdom of heaven, we are all equals. There is love. There is joy. There is a um, a lifting up. You know, like that parable that Jesus tells about the rich man and Lazarus. 
the rich man ends up in hell. He was puffed up with his riches and he didn't share and he wasn't kind. The poor man, we don't hear of him doing anything virtuous, but we hear that he was poor. He was little, he was needy, and he didn't have what he needed in this life. And so God rewards him in the life to come. So the Lord is showing us through our blessed mother, this is where we need to be. Lord, lift me up. Lord, show me your will for me. Lord, give me the grace that I need. Lord, provide for me. Show me the man or woman you want me to be. Lord, help me to be humble. Help me to be lowly. Help me to be a servant of all, trusting that you will give me this great dignity to which I am called as your child, as your redeemed. And once again, it gives us this beautiful, amazing picture of Our Lady, who she is. Our mother is the most loving, meek, humble person ever made, and yet she's the queen of heaven. She has the ear of our Lord. She is involved in this toppling of kingdoms of the world and this taking down of the proud. St. Louis de Montfort in his writings talks about how Mary will conquer your enemies for you. (laughs) It's not in a way that you might see in a Die Hard movie, although I still maintain Die Hard as one of the top 10, top 20 Christmas movies. That's another whole story. But it's not in that way. That's yeah. In that sense, it's not a Christmas movie. It's not about us getting revenge or us conquering and killing or whatever. It's about us saying, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to stay faithful to the Lord. I'm going to stay faithful to what God is calling me to do and my vocation in life. And Our Lady will and Jesus, you know, through the intercession of Mary, will take care of all my needs will take down the mighty from their thrones, those that are in my way. And if they choose not to do that, well, then I guess that means I'm to keep going. And, you know, God is going to continue to allow someone to be in a position where they're lording things over others because maybe he's still working on their salvation because they're his children too. But we place everything in God's hands and it, it drives home even more the point from yesterday of just the rejoicing You know, when we, and this is all found in the Divine Mercy Diary, when you receive communion and then you act like it's a dead object and you just go about your day like it was nothing, you you did your duty, you had your little social group this morning and you, and you move on to something else, your, your favorite TV shows, you know, that's, that's offensive to the Lord that, that we, I'm not saying TV is offensive, but what I'm saying is when we don't give him the love, the joy, the attention, Mary is showing us how to pray the mass and how to do adoration and how to live our lives and how to pray in general. She receives Jesus. What does she do? She brings him to others. She creates sanctification. Well, God is doing it through her. She creates joy. She creates positive feelings. You know, she lifts up Elizabeth and her family. She gives them so much encouragement. And now she is bursting with praise of our God. That's how you you and I should be after we receive communion and when we go into adoration, bursting with praise of Jesus because I've just received God. And he can do all things for me and he wants to do all things for me. That's why this prayer is so important. We should be praying it all the time. In fact, I think it was St. Louis de Montfort that recommends we say this prayer after we receive communion because this is just what Mary did. She received Jesus. And now she's just worshiping. She's praising the Lord. 
And we should just be overflowing with just receiving his grace and then pouring it out to the world, praises of him and sharing it with others. So let us continue to have this attitude as we approach Christmas. We are waiting in humility, hopefully, for the greatest gift ever given. This is all about him. This is his birthday. Let us prepare our hearts for Jesus and let us trust with Mary that he will raise us up out of anything that we struggle with. Have a great day. God bless you.